is From Chaos to Peace with Connie, episode number 12. Can books be clutter? Welcome back, everyone. How are you doing? This is episode number 12 of the From Chaos to Peace podcast, where you learn how a few minutes a day keeps the chaos away. Thank you so much for allowing me back into your ears. Before we get into today's topic of decluttering books, I wanted to quickly make an exciting announcement. Next week, I will have my very first guest on the podcast. I'm planning to mix things up a little bit and mix in some conversations around clutter with other people and possibly experts. So make sure you download next week's episode as well. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> okay, back to this week's topic. Last week on April 23rd was World Book Day, an annual event which takes place every year on April 23rd and in most places around the world. So I thought that would be a good reason to discuss the question, can books be clutter? And if yes, how do we declutter books then? I do know and can understand that for some people, the thought of books being clutter is a hard one or even unthinkable. The only thing I ask you to do is keep an open mind. And as usual, I will never tell you to get rid of anything. It's totally up to you and what you define as clutter and what is out of the question of being called clutter. <laughs> I remember during one of our decluttering challenges that Vicky and I are hosting every February since 2018, we almost had arguments <laughs> on the post whether or not books can be cluttered. But so, like I said, keep an open mind. <laughs> I will not tell you to get rid of your books if you don't want to. And unlike other clutter clearing experts, I really don't have any strict rules about how many books you are allowed to have on your bookshelf. I do agree with Cicero, a Roman statesman, speaker, and writer. And he said, a room without books is like a body without a soul. Isn't that beautiful? A room without books is like a body without a soul. And I totally agree. There is something special and magical about books. And also, books can be mentors. Books can be teachers. Books can be coaches. Books can be guides. And books can even be friends. But books can also be and or become clutter. And you know what happens to us when we have clutter. It keeps us stuck and it robs us of our energy. Books, well, paper, but that's what books are made from, are prone to absorb moisture and stagnant energy, which creates then a musty, fusty old smell. If you ever have been to a library, you know what I'm talking about. The energy is heavy and the air seems dense. That's fine at the library. We expect it there. But having a heavy, stagnant energy in our home is a different story. When I think back, I always was an avid reader. And my parents had to give me ultimatums on when to turn off the light in the evening. If not, I probably would have even read past midnight every night. Once a book really grabbed my attention, I couldn't stop reading. When we went on vacation, at least half of my suitcase was filled with books to read. If you think now that I have a huge library full of friends, uh, books <laughs> in my house, you are mistaken. As much as I was constantly reading books, I usually didn't own them. Also because I had not a lot of pocket money to be able to spend it on books. So I just got them from the library. I was always okay with that because most of the time, 
And to this day, actually, once I've read a book, it isn't really interesting to me anymore. There is only a handful of books that I have read more than once or that I go back over and over. But then there are some books that really grab my attention. There is something about them. So I do own a few books and I also brought a, a few from Switzerland to Canada when I moved here. They're all non-fiction books with the exception of Harry Potter books. In her book, Clear Your Clutter with Feng Shui, yes, a book I own, Karen Kingston explains, your books symbolically represent your ideas and beliefs and what you stand for. I agree. When I'm in someone's home, I love to see what books they have. It does tell me something about that person. So because books represent our ideas and beliefs, it's a good idea to do an inventory on a regular basis and making sure you haven't moved on from these ideas or have changed your beliefs about a topic. Keeping books that you don't agree with anymore or books around topics that you are not interested in anymore can keep you stuck and closed up for new ideas. As with anything in your house, you want the books to represent who you are now or better off who you want to become or are in the process to become. You want to love and use each book that you keep because why else would you keep it? What's the point? So how do you actually declutter books? Let's first say what I don't recommend you do and that is taking all your books out of your bookshelves and piling them up on the floor someplace. <laughs> I don't really think this is helpful. In my eyes, this just creates overwhelm, especially if you have a lot of books. Besides, the stagnant energy and dust around all these books will exhaust you before you really start to declutter anything. Decluttering done in smaller, manageable chunks doesn't drain you. It actually energizes you. And before I give you my suggestions on how to declutter books, I would like to say, be mindful of the dust that you will whirl up. These books most likely have collected a lot of dust. Staying hydrated is important too. So have a glass or bottle of water with you when you're decluttering. And also honor your emotions. Your sentimental attachments to your books is not something to feel ashamed of or sad about. Okay, and so now to the practical steps, how I suggest that you declutter books. As a first step, prepare a home for two kinds of books. And to do that, you clear out two shelves on one of your bookshelves. You may have to take down all the books that are on that shelf right now if your bookshelf is completely packed. <laughs> then you do so. Take down these books so you have two empty shelves. The first shelf is for your favorite books, the ones you absolutely adore, read or refer to often, and that feel like friends to you and you would never let go, no matter what. The second shelf is for books to read. You know, all those books that you bought someday and put them in your bookshelf, but you never actually read them. And by the way, wash down both shelves with soap and water and keep a barely damp cloth or dust mitten handy to dust off the books that you plan to put back onto these shelves. Okay, now that you have these two empty shelves ready, we can start to declutter. Step two is breaking it down into smaller, manageable chunks. Remember my episode number four, where I talk about my three key principles. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly suggest you do. So my first key principle is, Break it down into smaller, manageable chunks. With books, we can do this two ways. First way is 
You can set a timer like 5, 10 or 15 minutes at a time and go through as many books until the timer goes off. The second way how you can do that is you can decide an amount of books you want to go through at the time. You could say, okay, I will decide on 10 books or 20 books. And then you stop after you're done with that amount of books. Whichever option you're taking doesn't really matter. Play with it. Figure out what works better for you. Does it work better to just set a timer and wait until the timer goes off and and declutter as many books as you can in that time? Or do you want to decide on an amount of books and then just work on that amount of books until you're done? Try it out. It's up to you. So I suggest you start with the stack of books that you have on your floor now after cleaning off these two shelves for the favorite books and the to-read books. So pick up the first book from that pile on the floor. And to decide whether you want to let go or keep a book, you can ask yourself the following questions. First question, is this one of my most favorite books? If yes, then you put it on the shelf for favorite books and move to the next book. If it's not, then you can ask yourself, did I read it already? If no, then guess what? It has to go on a shelf for to read. And then you move to the next book. But if if it's not one of your favorite books, but it is a book that you have read already, you ask yourself the third question. Is it a nonfiction book or a fiction book? If it's a nonfiction book, you ask yourself, is the content still valid or is it maybe out of date? Have I adopted the concepts of this book into my life? And if so, do I really still need the book? Depending on the answer, book goes on the pile of books to let go or another pile, books to keep. For now, you might have to keep those books to keep still on the floor because there is no room on your bookshelf yet for them. But that will change soon. If it is a fiction book, you ask yourself, when did I read it last? How likely am I going to read it again? Wouldn't I rather read something new, maybe? Depending on your answer, this book goes on the pile of books to let go or the pile of books to keep. Once you are through the books that are on the floor, you might have a few books on your shelf of your favorite books. You might have a few books on the shelf to read. And you have two piles on the ground, one for books to let go and one for books to keep. Now you can continue on shelf by shelf, always making sure you do only a few minutes a day or only a few books at a time so that you don't overwhelm yourself and don't exhaust yourself. And once you have more room in your bookshelf again, you can start putting the books from the pile to keep that you have on the ground back into your bookshelf. I wouldn't worry about sorting them yet. I would just put them back in so you know the books that are in the bookshelf are the ones that you want to keep and the ones on the ground are the ones that you want to get rid of. But make sure you always know how far you already decluttered your bookshelf. All this decluttering will definitely lighten the energy in your home. And of course, now comes the question where to go with the books that you want to let go. In quote unquote normal times, this is what I would suggest. You can donate them to a local library. Or you can start a book box. (laughs) It's a worldwide movement called Little Free Library. You take a book or you return a book. 
I put a link in the show notes that you can see what I'm talking about. You can also give or sell the books to a used bookstore, or you can take a photo of the pile of books from the side so you can see all the titles and authors, and then post it on Facebook or ask your friends whether they want one or some of these books. In the current times, because while I'm recording this, we're still in the middle of the coronavirus crisis, you might have to store these books for a while in your home before you can get rid of them or get them out of your house. Don't let that stop you from decluttering. Now I want to give you quickly two bonus tips regarding the books that you decided to keep. The first bonus tip is for the shelf with your to-read books. (laughs) Come up with a rule of thumb, for example, like if I haven't read the book in six months, I probably won't never read it. You could also put sticky notes on each book that you put on that shelf with the date of when it has to be read, like an expiry date. Another option is to write them down on an ongoing list with the date when you put that book on the to-read shelf and when it has to be read. Then go through the list monthly and declutter all the books that are quote-unquote expired. (laughs) You might discover that you truly have no desire to read them, so why keep them? The second bonus tip is for the books that you want to keep, especially the nonfiction books. Once you declutter your whole bookshelf, you might find that when organizing your nonfiction books by topic, you have overlaps in some subjects. When you see where you have several books for the same topic, it might be easier for you to let go a few of them because you still have the other ones, the favorite ones on that subject or that topic. Okay, so all that is left now is starting the process. I decided for myself too that I will tackle my books and declutter some. Like with anything, in my eyes, decluttering is an ongoing process and you are never done with it. One of the reasons is that we evolve and we change as we get older. And what once was interesting and exciting can become boring and uninteresting. The best we can do is to let go of the boring and uninteresting to make space for new ideas and new books. The last time I decluttered my books was a few years ago. I haven't added many physical books to my shelf because I mostly buy or borrow ebooks now, but I feel like it's time to thin out the physical books that I do have on my shelf. One last word. Remember, you did not acquire those books overnight, so you will not release your attachment to them quickly either. By spending a few minutes a day or a week, and by letting go of a few books at a time, you will find your thoughts and feelings shifting, you will be able to let books go while really being aware of how much you love the ones that you do have. I don't regret at all having given away any of the books that I actually did give away. But what I do wish sometimes that I had was a list of the books that I read in my lifetime and in what year that I read them. That would be so interesting and something I started three years ago to write down but I don't have it further back, unfortunately. Okay, my friends, that's it for this week. And as always, don't just listen to my podcast. Take action. A few minutes a day keeps the chaos away. You'll find all the links of the things I was talking about in the show notes. And the show notes you'll find at conigraph.com forward slash podcast forward slash 12. Again, conigraph, C-O-N-N-Y-G-R-A-F dot com forward slash podcast forward slash 12. 
Thank you for joining me on the podcast and listening all the way to the end. If you found value in what I was talking about, please share it with your family and friends. If you found value in it, they will too. Thank you. Have a beautiful and amazing week. And please subscribe so you never miss an episode. And remember, the next week's episode will be the very first interview. Very exciting. So don't miss it. See you next time. Take good care and be safe.